Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 5 Give ear to my words, O Lord. Give heed to my sighing. Listen to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I plead my case to you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil will not sojourn with you. The boastful will not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful. But I, through abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I'll bow down toward your holy temple in awe of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouths. Their hearts are destruction. Their throats are open graves. They flatter with their tongues. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels, because of the many transgressions cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, so that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover them with favor as with a shield. Zechariah Chapter 6, verses 9 through 15. The word of the Lord came to me. Collect silver and gold from all the exiles, from Heldai to Bijah and Jediah, who have arrived from Babylon, and go the same day to the house of Josiah, son of Zephaniah. Take the silver and gold and make a crown, and set it on the head of the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak. Say to him, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Here is a man whose name is Branch, for he shall branch out in his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. It is he that shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear royal honor, and shall sit upon his throne and rule. There shall be a priest by his throne, with peaceful understanding between the two of them. And the crown shall be in the care of Heldai, Tobijah, Jediah, and Josiah, son of Zephaniah, as a memorial in the temple of the Lord. Those who are far off shall come and help to build the temple of the Lord. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. This will happen if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-9 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being watched, who are being protected by the power of God through faith, for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. 
Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Good morning and welcome to the 17th Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 5, Zechariah 6, and 1 Peter 1. And the uh, the second reading from Zechariah, uh, it's in the, uh, the midst of a, an apocalyptic kind of vision. Um, the, uh, just a few verses before described these four chariots with different colored horses um, who are told to go out and patrol the earth. And then the vision... Uh, turns to more uh, earthly matters. I find it fascinating um, because in God is a Grunt, I, I talk about how one of the things I find so interesting about Jesus is his name Joshua, his birth name. Um, we get Jesus through Greek translators trying to make sense of the Hebrew Yehoshua, or well, the Aramaic. So, Jesus wasn't speaking Aramaic, he was speaking Hebrew, and in Hebrew, his name was Yehoshua, which is also the name, uh, the given, or well, the nickname of uh, the son of Nun, who was born Hosea as a slave in Egypt. Hosea uh, was called Yahoshea by Moses, which is the divine prefix, making Hosea a theophonic name, a name of God. And Hosea means salvation. And when you add God in front of it, it becomes God is our salvation. Yehoshua is kind of the like shortened version of Yahoshea. Um, now that was the name that uh, Gabriel commanded Mary to give her son, Yehoshua. Um, that was the Hebrew name. It was The New Testament wasn't written in Hebrew, it was written in Greek. So we have Greek writers who probably were familiar with Hebrew, but were writing in Greek, and the the Greek transliteration becomes um, Yesos. Um, that's just the closest you can say it in Greek. And Yesos, as it goes through Latin, becomes Jesu, and when it enters English, it becomes Jesus. But his name, and we have a name for it, his name is Joshua, but it's only through this weird, you know, kind of cyclical problem that we get Jesus instead of Joshua. And jo- the most famous Joshua is the one that has the name, a book of the Bible named after him, the son of Nun, whose claim to fame is that he leads the people of God under the command of the uh, commander of the heavenly hosts, which some people think is Michael, which is fine, I don't care, um, in taking Canaan, the promised land. So is this military commander, right? Yehoshua, uh, Joshua. And the other one is Joshua, son of Jehozadak, who is the high priest when Israel is allowed to return from exile by King Cyrus of Persia after Persia defeated the Babylonians and the Assyrians and blah, blah, blah. So they come back, and Zerubbabel is the governor, um, and he is the the at least locally, he would have been the one to be given a crown because he is the equivalent of a king, 
at least for Israel. Um, and Persia was a benevolent ruler, but they were the ruler, and so it wouldn't have been exactly true to call Zerubbabel king, but Israel probably would have treated Zerubbabel as king. And Zerubbabel is the ancestor of Jesus, Joshua. Um, but Joshua is important because as high priest, he is the person who rebuilds the temple, what becomes the second temple. The first temple is Solomon's temple. The second temple would theoretically be Joshua's temple. And it even it, uh, says it in, in Ezra as well, but um, here in Zephaniah, it says it pretty clearly. Here is a man whose name is Branch, for he shall be branch out in his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. So jo Joshua, on the one hand, is a military commander. On the other, he's the builder of the second temple, the same temple that's standing when Jesus walks the earth and performs miracles uh, and is destroyed um, that Jesus calls his own body. Joshua calls his own body. And let's just pretend that it, it's called Joshua's temple, just like we call the first temple Solomon's temple. So these two Joshuas prefigure Christ. And in the, <clears throat> in the Enduring Word Bible commentary, I was, because I look at commentaries, I just want to double check that what I'm saying is actually legit. Um, the Enduring Word commentary says the same thing, that um, that, yes, in fact, um, this is a prefiguration of Jesus, that it is pointing ahead. Um, David, the kingly line, uh, his father, Jesse, is called the root. And now here we, we see that Joshua, his spiritual line, Jesus' spiritual line, is called the branch. So from root to branch, we have uh, this king who is also priest, um, and the Enduring Word Bible Commentary points out, I was aware of this, but it gives a good example, points out that kings could not be priests and priests could not be kings. That was, that was the point. That was the way God creates um, the, his, you know, the, the community, communal society um, that follows God. And there is a story of Uzziah from Second Chronicles 26, who tried to function as a priest but was stricken with leprosy because of his attempt. And so priest and king are supposed to be separate. And here, in this morning's readings, we see this description of them being one and the same, which again is this tipping the hat toward Jesus. And this is, this is a vision. This didn't happen in real life. But Zechariah is calling for the crowning of Joshua who will build the temple, calling him a branch using language, you know, agrarian language or arboreal language, you know, trees, um, reminiscent of David's kingly line that will uh, that was before before the the kingdom was divided, and so it's not uh, it's not a coincidence, it's not a minor thing that Jesus' name is Joshua, and what that would evoke um, coming from the story of Israel, the two Joshuas, one is a military commander. Um, and the other is the high priest who builds the temple. And both of these people um, are the, the kind of basis for Jesus being named Joshua, but, you know, the basis for Gabriel telling Mary, you will name him Yehoshua, just like 
the man who built the temple that's standing, and just like the man who led God's people in taking the land that we now occupy under Roman control. But um, so that's this isn't a coincidence that Jesus is both a soldier and a priest, um, and that uh, the word soldier saint or Christian soldier they are not uh, mutually exclusive by any means. In fact, if we can't if we can't wrestle with these texts and think about what it means that our God is a, a warrior and his son is a soldier, you know, who led um, God's people in a, in a campaign, military campaign, and who also rebuilt the temple. If we can't live within that paradox, uh, I don't think that we are embodying Christianity as fully as we can and should. Um, these texts are, are determinative for our faith. And we have to look at Jesus as being embodying the, the qualities of a soldier, not only figuratively, but also literally in his name. Um, you know, Joshua took the land. It wasn't the, it wasn't the most important part of his um, function. Um, much more, um, you know, uh, ink is spilled talking about how he oversaw the distribution of land. Because that is what it means to be a soldier. That's what it, a military does: is it orders and structures, um, and lines up the things that are to be lined up, um, the protection of equity and justice is at the heart of a military, not violence. Um, and it's it's hard to believe that because we've the idea of the military has become so corrupt in our minds. I think, um, but that. You know, we can't change scripture. We can't change the fact that Joshua, the priest, is also the pre- is as much a prefiguration of Jesus as Joshua, uh, the the soldier and the the military commander. When we can turn our face to that and we can look and examine that, that's when we, I think, uh, will be able to come more fully into communion with God. Prayer for those in the armed forces of our country, from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care and keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them, and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. 
This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.